playing already Creed. Already. And Godsmack and Orgy and Seven Dust and Static X and Power Man 5000. Dude, dude the soundtrack of Scream 3 class. Holy shit, dude. My God. That's wow, fun. what a lineup. Butt rock. I imagine. <laughs> so much butt rock, dude. Dude, imagine going to that concert. Oh, my God. Where these guys all perform one after another, dude. That is the soundtrack of Louis' high school career. And, of course, you end on that Power Man 5000. Fucking... Like, like, where worlds, worlds collide. If you really want a baby. Back to Retro Retro Retro. I'm your host, Raven J. And I'm joined with Nick. What's up? Maybe Roger's right. Maybe we should leave. Oh, come on, let's hang out. Yeah! Eat a bowl of fuck! <laughs> I am here! What's up? <laughs> so uh, tonight um, we're doing, in preparation of the Scream show we're doing, um, which we're going to be covering Scream 1, 2, 3, and 4. And we might talk about the TV series. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't talk about the TV series. <laughs> but in lieu of that, we want to do, Nick and I were talking about um, the soundtracks, and we're both, we both love the soundtracks. Um, we love our soundtracks. Yeah. So... I guess what I'm saying is that we're going to listen to the first two Scream soundtracks, uh, song by song. Not the whole song. We'll kind of skip ahead, blah, blah, blah. But I have a lot of stories behind the soundtracks. Like, a lot of the music from these uh, represented a lot of shit in my life. And just the time frame that they came out. And plus, their CDs. Who owns CDs anymore? So, um, and I went on Spotify, and they have all the sound. Oh, I should probably turn Demons down. We're watching classic 1985. Lamberto Bava classic. The classic demons. 
Anyway. Uh, blah, blah, blah. So we have the soundtracks pulled up. I ripped both of them. I we have the CDs right here. Um, you know what these are, Ryan? Have you ever seen these before? Compact yeah. discs. Compact discs. We had to go to a <laughs> store to buy them. <laughs> and uh, those are my... If you turn that Scream soundtrack over, does it have like a sticker on it? No. Okay. That one doesn't either. Okay. Oh, those are... Okay, they're not my originals. Dang it. I thought they were my originals. Anyway. Um, I used to put like the top of the CDs used to have like a sticker that said the name of the CD on it. Mm -hmm. I used to take this off and just put it on the back of... So all my CDs had that. Oh, sweet. It was, it was I knew a friend that put them all on the car dashboard. Yeah. I had a friend <clears> that did that, too. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. There's something about it. It's just this fucking thing. Anyway. So the first Scream soundtrack. Well, so I'll take it back to uh, I didn't see Scream when it came out. I think I, think I saw it like a year after. And... Um, I missed out on it, and I remember everyone talking about it. I remember, like, even reading Fangoria, everyone's like, oh, it's the new, awesome Wes Craven horror movie, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't really care. It looked kind of generic to me, especially because mm -hmm. of the mask. Mm -hmm. And the mask is everywhere. It's still, to this day, it's, like, one of the top it's sellers. Everywhere. You so. can get it in Dollar Store, Walgreens, everywhere. And the funny thing is, too, is uh, in the Scream TV series, they couldn't use it because the copyright, that's weird. Yeah. I mean, it's Scream, you know. But anyway... And plus, that mask sucks, so that's another thing that kept me from it. I'm like, eh. And plus, part four. I was like, even three. I, okay. Save that for that show. Save it for a show. <laughs> but, um, so the soundtrack, um, I remember Needle Love and I rented some movie on VHS. You know what VHS is? Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> that thing. Um, but uh, we were watching previews of something, and they had the Scream 1 soundtrack uh, ad. I'll play it real quick. Now available on CD and cassette. Cassette? Yeah. <laughs> Hello? Hello, Sydney. Scream. Music from the Dimension Motion Picture. Featuring Nick Cave, Moby, Catherine, The Canal, Sister Machine Gun, Soho, The Last Hard Man, and Youth of America from Bird Brain. Ah, such a great song. Fuck yeah. Get the Scream soundtrack on TVT Soundtracks. You've been wasted. Yeah, Bird Brain, the first fucking song on that CD. Now, oh, our feature no, 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 stop. Um, the very first song on that soundtrack, uh, Bird Brain, Youth of America, is like it sets the tone not just for like the soundtrack, but the movie itself. Like that commercial made me want to see Scream. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't, I didn't care before that. Like I was saying, I was like, oh, it looked generic, blah blah. And everyone was talking about it, like, oh. I didn't care. I was like, fuck that stupid movie. I want to watch Nightmare on Elm Street. But after seeing that commercial, I was like, whoa, that's cool. And the band, uh, I, I don't think I've ever actually watched the music video for it. But I do own a couple of CDs by that band, Bird Brain. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing, too, about these soundtracks. Some You learn about different artists, and you seek out their other music from that. So that's another cool thing about um, compilation discs, which were one of my favorite things, like when CDs were prevalent, like, just go in and find a... I found out a lot of my favorite bands through that. Yeah, because you would go to a store, you'd find the, the song you like, but you had to buy the disc in yeah. order to do it. And, and then you hear all the other 13 other shitty songs. Stuff they did. So <laughs> that's how I came across Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, oh. was with uh, Red Right Hand. And then I came across other songs they did, and uh, the song Loverman, which Metallica redid. And 
both versions are awesome, but I know what you get. I know what you're getting at with that when you say you, know, you discover other songs from bands because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thing with Nick Cave as well. Um, one of my favorite artists back in the mid '90s, um, Paul Pope. He was obsessed with Nick Cave, and he would always I might turn this down a little more. <laughs> Damn it, Rosemary, shut up! Just die already. <laughs> So there's a movie. Uh, there's a movie in a movie. Just like in part two, there's a movie in a movie. And mm-hmm. It's crazy. And there's three part threes. There's two part fours. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's com- convoluted. All right. Uh, Scream. So can you hand me the CDs? I want to check out the backs. So I want to make mention of the um, the covers really quick. So the original Scream has, uh, I'm assuming it's Drew Barrymore. And then this one has <laughs> Jada Smith or Jada Pinkett at the time, and Nev Campbell, which this one should have Nev Campbell. Yeah, it is. She's even on the back. Oh, shut up. <laughs> oh, you're right. That is her. Yep. And like I said, I, I hung out with her and talked to her. Oh, nice. I've mentioned her oh, on a previous show. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, talking about... Uh, <clears throat> she was in the crypt. Nice. So, yeah, on the back. Demon Knight. <laughs> yeah. Awesome girls. <laughs> All right, Ken. Um, so sorry. On the, <laughs> on the back, it's got uh, most of the cast, but Jada Smith, or it's on the on the back of it too. Like she was only in it for like the first like ten minutes, which kind of resembles de- this movie. It does so much. So I feel like they were playing, paying a little homage to demons. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got the CD um, on a Friday night. I want to say it was like 1996. Uh, my friend Jamie and I were driving around town. We'd, we'd always do that on Friday night. We'd just, like, he'd get the keys to his dad's car, and we'd just drive wherever we could. Yep. And uh, we always get Taco Bell. I remember my favorite thing was, like, a freaking burrito and a soda. That's all I had to eat that whole night. Anyway. But I remember buying this because I remember I got some money from my dad. And uh, I just remember falling off. I, I bought this, Van Halen's 2, and Brother Kane's first album. Not the one with uh, Fools Shine On, but their very first one with, like, Got No Shame on it. But anyways, I had the, I bought those three CDs, and I remember on those Friday nights where I buy CDs, we'd just drive around listening to the CDs. And uh, this one we'd listen to a lot. Um, like like I said, Bird Brain, that Youth of America song, was, has always been one of my favorites, and it led me to uh, looking up Bird Brain. And they got some really cool songs, too. Uh, like, one of their albums is good, the other one's kind of eh. But that's all I know that I've ever done is just two. And then, um, I guess, yeah, so I guess the point of the show is to fucking listen to music. So, bring it on. Let's start. Uh, where's my cursor? There we go. All right, Bird Brain, Youth of America. And like I said, we'll skip around a little bit to, like, the good parts of the songs and all that. This is such a great 90s song. Mm-hmm. It fits the movie so well. It's 
speaking of, I want to say, uh, oh, I'll turn it down just about right there. <clears throat> turn us. Okay, that should work. So, uh, I want to make mention of this girl I saw on YouTube. Uh, she's doing reviews of like 80s, or not 80s, but like 90s uh, music CDs, I guess. And she reviewed Weezer's Pinkerton. Oh, okay. And her review was awesome. Like, We're seeing them next Sunday. Oh, nice. Awesome. So, her review of it, like it was fresh years. Like, she was just going through track by track. And it's funny to hear her, her representation of it because those are my favorite albums and it still is to this day but even like hearing her I had to like stop like maybe 75% through because I didn't want to hear the rest of because it's kind of emotional too like a lot of the songs are really deep so like revisiting them after so many years I'm just like eh I don't I don't want to relive that I guess but for the first like few reviews like it was kind of cool to hear her take on it because you know she's way younger and hearing it for the first time something that came out like 20-something years ago, blah, 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 you know. It's even cool, like, um, now that you're here, um, when, like, Nick talks about um, watching movies with you guys and, like, your uh, your point of view on it, like, uh, Child's Play. Mm-hmm. Did you see the new one? And Yeah. Okay. So, that's the thing, like, oh, yeah. Before, all right, hold on, dude. <laughs> Pause. The Halloween Kills trailer. Yeah, okay. Okay, let's do all this. Right. Let's do this now. Because we would play it, but all it is is just a bunch of loud noise and action. So the thing about it, the thing I want to stress is that there's a point of people doing reviews. Um, you know, they're just opinions most of the time. And, like, everyone has their right to like anything they like. There's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Mm-hmm. But there's a certain standard to certain things. Um Certain properties, like, I know, like, even to this day, like, things are being rebooted and reimagined and all that kind of stuff. But the thing is, just do your own fucking thing. You know, like, you don't need to retread something and just ruin it. Because there are fans of that original source material. And I, I get I get it, too. I've, I've been in that same boat where I'm like, just redo it. You know, add new characters. I want to see more. But sometimes, you're, you're, you got to think about what you're actually asking for. Like... It might ruin the original thing you loved. And He-Man's one of the biggest things. Like, Kevin Smith, one of my favorite directors, one of my favorite people on Earth, did his version of it. And he's got a lot of backlash from it. And I'm not going to jump on that bandwagon because, you know, it's the same thing when Ghost, that new Ghostbusters with the ladies came out. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind it. I mean, I, I didn't actually mind it liked it. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And But, you know, there's people like Angry Vito Gamers, nerds, like, I'm never going to watch it. And here's my reason. And he has his reason, but it's still a little slanted. It's like, dude, just get over yourself. And that's another thing, too. Like, even people could say that to me about what I'm saying is, like, I'm talking about having a standard of certain characters. You know, like, we're both big Halloween fans. and No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like, we, we, I guess what I'm saying from my point of view is I would just like to see it continued from six. You know, like, that was, you know, three even from three, we need to tie that in. I mean, I to me, those all tie together. They're all together. Mm-hmm. Three is just some kind of like, you know, just in another town. But all that stuff still happened. I mean, it was on TV. But anyway, blah, blah, blah. We can go into that another time. But as far as like Resurrection and H2O, they're fun. But 
they're a product of their time. And it's a time where people couldn't, you know, make good movies. I mean, they, like, Scream came along, and it was excellent. But then it got, tri- you know, like, the further they went along, it's like they just kind of burnt it in the ground. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens with a lot of these movies. And Halloween is a concept. First of all, it's a holiday. You know, there should be no copyright on that name. So people could probably just take it and run with it, whatever. But as far as the Halloween franchise as a movie with the Michael Myers character and Sam Hain, or, you know, Laurie Strode and all that, um, I did like the one that came out a couple years ago because of Laurie Strode's character. Like, they showed her with PS, PS, how do you say it? PTSD. PTSD. And she played it well, and they brought Jamie Lee Curtis back, and, like, she had been away for a while. Like, mm-hmm. I think the first time she came back to the franchise, well, besides H2O and Resurrection for a second, she did a convention, like, in 2013. But you can only get an autograph if, like, you bought, um, or if you uh, made a contri- contribution to whatever fund she was, yeah, anyway. But she was promoting yogurt at the time, anyways. Anyway, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, she, I guess she's probably, yeah, because this is a continuation of, the one that came out in 2014, was it? Or No, it was... Seven. Uh, 18. 18, okay. Yeah. But, you know, the Michael Myers in that one, I didn't care about. And, like, I don't know. It just wasn't... It didn't do anything for me. And that's kind of par for the course with a lot of modern horror. It's just... They're either just trying to shock you with something like Terrifier. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Yep. But that one is just like, come on. I know. There's a second one. There's no fucking point to this character. It's just like one thing after another, and he can't He was die. a good character on uh, All Hallows' Eve. Yeah. And then they decided, well, we'll give this guy his own movie. And, you know, it, it, it blew up. Uh, for some reason it did. And they made a second. Or they're making a second. So, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, this is going back to like the... We're going to get so sidetracked. Let's just... Uh, Ryan, I want to know what your take <laughs> is on the Halloween Kills trailer. Yes. Because yes, yes, yes. you are now dabbling into a lot of the Halloween movies. Yep. And uh, you, you're you seeing it from a different perspective than uh, Raven and I, because Raven and I grew up watching the Halloween movies. Uh, but watching the Halloween Kills trailer, what is your take on it? And... How excited are you to see the new movie? Uh, it's kind of hard for me. I mean, I think it. I'm going to enjoy the movie. Maybe not as much as some of the other Halloween movies I've seen. Um, but I feel like I'm going to appreciate it just because they're going to have probably good kill scenes. And that's why I liked the 2018 Halloween. Um, she was talking on the mic. Oh. <laughs> um. But, I mean, I don't know. There's a certain point, I guess, to where it just seems like they're dragging out a character. And for them, I feel like they could have just ended it with the 2018. Like, Laurie Strode got him. She trapped him, whatever. And he's he died in the fire. But at the same time, you know, I guess I could have expected them to do something like that. Where they would... um Keep it going. Keep it going, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the whole point of like our our nostalgia for it um you know with six it could have ended there like we would be happy with that right mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. but you know they had to do h2o which like you know again h2o though 
it just added a whole different timeline because Laurie Strode had another child and it was the secrecy of everything and trying to hide and run from him. And she had semi-PTSD in that one. She's drinking to try and numb her pain, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, but... Uh, I just, I didn't I, buy I, it. I don't, no, I didn't buy it either. You know, it's like, and then the whole, like, you thought he was dead because his head was cut off and then he's not dead and because of the resurrection and it's just, uh, yeah... So excellent strangulation scene. Mm-hmm. Totally believable. Um, <laughs> so my take on Halloween Kills. All yes. right. I am not a. F- There's a lot of things I'm not a fan of. One, you've got the characters they introduced in 2018 for uh, Halloween Three, when uh, they had the kids trick or treating. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then yeah. they show them in Halloween Kills, and it appears to be that they're dead in there. And again, it's like trying to please like the nostalgia of Halloween. Uh, where you're like, okay, we're going to throw in Halloween 3. But Halloween 3 had nothing to do with the uh, timeline of Halloween. because or Like the new one. Right, yeah. because Halloween 2, at the end of Halloween 2, uh, John Carpenter said, this is it. This is He's done. We're done with it. But then they brought in Halloween 3 as a whole new different story. But because people were missing Michael Myers, they wanted Halloween 4. And that's when we got Halloween 4. So there's that, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of like, let's go all Jason Voorhees about this. And Michael, yeah. you know, kills everything that's walking. And the dude is super old. I think, what is he, 64 <laughs> in this? 65? Yeah. And he's missing half a hand, for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. And he takes on an entire fucking fire station squad. Like, those guys are not, they're not, they're you not know, pussies. Yeah, yeah, they're not <laughs> pussies. They're, those guys are, they, they work. You know what I mean? Like, they, those guys are strong. And and he takes down an entire squad of a fire station. Now, as a fan, you're probably like, yeah, kill those motherfuckers. You know, and yeah, he's getting some. But in the same sense, you're like, seriously? And then you got Lori Strode whining and crying again. And now she's drawn in her granddaughter and her and her daughter. Oh, we believe you. And all oh, we're, you know, we're sorry for all we did for all this time. And we need to stop this guy. But then Lori's like, he's pure evil. Sam Loomis thing. Mm-hmm. He can't be stopped because he's evil. And it's like, it's just, come on now. Let's just get this over with when it comes to, to Halloween. For me, I have a lot of respect for the Halloween um, story. And it's, it's starting to ruin it for me because it's just... A cash grab now, yeah. and it's become. Uh, let's just see how many people we can kill because that was criticism from 2018 where there wasn't a lot of kills in it, and I was okay with that because if you watch the original Halloween, there's only what four kills in that movie, like- you know, but it still scared the shit out of you. It didn't have to have a kill count in order to kill people. But when people complained about the kill count in 2018, now all of a sudden let's kill everybody that's walking in Halloween Kills, hence the name Halloween Kills. And now there's going to be another one called Halloween Ends after this one. So, And then we're told that it's going to end. But really, is it? Until the reboot. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So, or the um, animation, the animated series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, um, you know, am I excited for the movie? No, I'm not excited for it. Will I watch it? Yes, I'll watch it. But uh, watching the Halloween trailer, uh, my first impressions were, come on. Those are my first impressions. Were really? Yeah, it was laughable. Like just how like they were. Let's team. Let's get them. Yeah, the whole like, town teams up like in Halloween yeah. Four with like, the Earls. Yeah, let's go get them. <laughs> you know, and and now we got the whole town after Michael, and mm-hmm. and it's just it's, and I don't know if that's paying homage to Halloween Four. Um, yeah, but that's I, the thing too with the masks. Like they show like the kids with the three masks from Halloween Three, 
and you know like I appreciate the homage because the people making obviously love the movie and are fans of the series and all that so and I can never step back and be like you're not the right person to do it because who am I to say that but you know like even what you said like they're just drawing it out and even back when we were fans of it they were still drawing it out even with that's what I'm saying like six that's that's all they had to do and that could have been the end of that awesome franchise and people still look at it and love it for what it was just like um i'd say like psycho i mean psycho also i gave you those discs so yep, we'll yep. eventually do that show oh i can't but, wait for that one <laughs> but um they made too many of those as well i mean it should have ended with the fucking first one and maybe the second one maybe the second bit. i'd say maybe the second because they were trying to do a redemption with him and show that he's rehabilitated yeah. and all that but again it's like how many times do you want this guy fucking out <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. he's gonna do it again hello <laughs> and it was him um so yeah <laughs> Can't wait to and he played that character over. so well. Um, so I might take on Halloween Kills. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Like you, you sent me that text. And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. So I came home and I checked it out. I was like, holy shit, dude! This. But that's the thing. That's another thing too. Is like we can't we can't assume anything, you know, without seeing it first. Mm-hmm. And it's not fair to judge without seeing it for yourself. Very important to make mention of, but. You know, there's cert- we've been burned a lot by you know remakes and movies that have come out. Like I've pretty much liked any of like the big remakes, you know, but I don't. I felt like they weren't necessary. You know, it was just like kind of something to go watch with your friends in the theater. Like not think too seriously about. I'm not a fan of reboots. You know, I'm okay with taking a concept and remaking it into something that you think is different, but it's still sort of the same story as the original. But you're, I can appreciate a director's or a writer's perspective on something versus just redoing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hence Rob Zombies. Right. So, you know, like, they they didn't do a good job with Nightmare on Elm Street, the remake. No. You know, I mean, people just wanted uh, Robert England. So, I mean, any way that was... The people boring. hated that before they even, like, it was just, Robert England's not, not Freddy? Forget it. I don't want to watch it. Fuck it! Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Um... And then uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre has, what, three remakes. Um, well, technically, every, <laughs> every movie that came out was a remake after, but... I, uh, I did like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre... Four? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, fuck. Uh, the 2012 one? Or the... No, the one where the she face? inherits the house. Yeah, 2012. 2012, yeah. I love that one. The 3D? Yep. Texas Chainsaw 3D, yep. It has what's-her-name in it? Oh, God. Dardo, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. She's got a weird name. I can't figure it out, but she's hot. Oh, I know. Um, you know Alexandra her name? Yeah. He knows. <laughs> yeah, you're Googling. Dude, uh, I first I first found out about her from a telephone book ad on the f- Sci-Fi channel. Like, she was just like, it was some weird thing. Like, she was at odds with her boyfriend in the commercial. So, there, she answered some kind of ad in, like, the yellow pages. And it was just her in the mirror. And like, I was just like, man, that chick is hot. Yeah. Holy shit. I love and, that movie. And I looked her up, and she did like one movie called The Attic. Where she was like in it for like 10 minutes. and then, But then later, she became like a big star. I'm like, holy God, that's that one chick. But yeah, I noticed her right away. I was like... That movie was great until she throws... Uh, <laughs> get him, cuz. Get him, cuz. Or do your thing, yeah. cuz. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> dude, I've always been jealous of this dude in the middle's hair. Like, I always wanted, like... There you go. His, like, shemp hair from the Three Stooges. Anyway. 
He kind of looks like uh, Billy from Scream. Yeah, and that guy's like uh, Gavin Rosdale from Bush. And he's he is. No, he no. looks like. Oh, he looks like. I was gonna say. I don't remember that. And his girlfriend looks right. like. Scream soundtrack. Yes. You now we talked about <laughs> Halloween Kills. Scream soundtrack. All right, so we got through Bird Brain, um, and the next one is uh, Whisper by Catherine. So another thing about this, I'll turn to Joe Bob. I'll just we don't need to hear. Just mute him. We yeah. don't need to. So another thing about the soundtrack is it came out. My, the very beginning of my uh, soft senior year of high school and it was my last year of high school and I was just like everyone got along now like I remember like the three years before that everyone hated each other but now we're like all just happy to go and we were like anyway senior year was awesome and this was like one of the soundtracks to my life at the time this song it's got a really cool vibe like it's a little heavier during the middle like with the guitars but it's also kind of soft, so it's kind of a perfect song for me. I mean, not perfect song, but... It's a nice background song. Yeah. Like you're doing shit. Yes. Have it on the background. And I, in fact, I did at the time, because uh, I remember I was studying for a test in bi- uh, biology, I think, where we were studying minerals, and I had to like, remember all the minerals. And I was listening to the soundtrack the whole time, and I was just like... And I remember... I don't know how I can't even remember back then how I did it, but I remember I scored like the highest in class. It was awesome. Anyway, so where to go, Catherine? Yeah, but it, it just reminds me of that time. It reminds me of the Bill and Ted NES game because I <laughs> listened to this and tried to play that awful fucking game. Yeah, man. Oh, and I started my first job at um, I was training at um, McChesney at the theater there because they were opening show places right before they opened. And I had to go train at Cherryvale and McChesney. And I, ha- I hated training because like, all the people were rude. Like the coworkers, they're just like, you don't know what you're doing, little shit. I'm like, I know I don't. I'm a... But, and then, yeah, the soundtrack. This and um, The Great Malenko by ICP were like the two CDs that remind me of that time frame. The, the fall of like 98, 97. So anyways, Catherine. Next one is Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Oh, yeah. Bring it on. Red Right Hand. Best song in the movie. Well, not the best, but it's up there. Yeah. It's it's very cool and atmospheric. Like I was saying earlier. Um, it's creepy. Uh, my favorite, one of my favorite artists, Paul Pope, was obsessed with Nick Cave. And I had never heard any before this. I was like, oh, okay. This guy's kind of cool. And then I got obsessed with Nick Cave. And... I have, you know, I got like maybe three of his albums. I don't like all his songs because some of them were kind of slow and drawn out. But he's got some re- like Deanna is a really cool song. Um, uh, the ship songs like. Are ve- ve- uh, anyway, Nick Cave's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Murder ballads. I don't know if anybody's ever. Li- anyway, check him out. He uh he actually pen- he was supposed to write the Crow um, reboot. Oh. I think he did, but. Really. But I think there's a big curse on that movie because, like, Bradley Cooper, Bradley P- Cooper was supposed to play the crow, and then um, Jason Momoa was supposed to, but they both backed out, probably because of the Brian Lee thing. I don't know, but oh, it's not I a just, great soundtrack. Yeah, sorry. Oh yeah, this song but reminds look. me. The reason why I love when this song oh. is introduced in the movie is it reminds me of like the Wild West. Everyone's got a curfew. They're showing the streets empty. Mm-hmm. You can just vision the tumbleweed going across the street, 
and uh, they're they're starting to talk about the. This is when they introduce uh, the phone records for uh, Sidney Prescott's father, mm. and you kind of get like the vibe of the the police uh, getting their leads, I guess, mm-hmm. on the movie. So it's just a great uh, introduction of the this song in the movie, in my opinion. I, that's what stands out to me when I watch this movie. I, I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Quick uh, plug-in. If you guys are uh, looking for a Netflix show to watch, Peaky Blinders, uh, this is like their theme song. Oh, nice. Yeah, hmm. My dad didn't like it because he said this song was only for Scream. You're damn right. <laughs> He's like, I said Peaky Blinders. Fuck Peaky Blinders. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of show is it? It's like... Uh, it's set in... Britain, uh, right after the First World War, it's a, a gang of three brothers, um, and basically they're just like moving up the ranks of uh, Britain. It's not actually in Britain, but I forget the town name. Um, it's like 20 miles out or something. But it's a really good show. Um, they were called Peaky Blinders because they had the, they were like from the working class, and um, they had those peak caps. And what they did was they uh, sewed razor blades in the front and they would slash their enemies eyes out in fights so they were the peaky blinders oh jeez alright pretty brutal but <laughs> good show alright cool I'll watch it with uh, some kids no right <laughs> uh oh yeah so okay Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds there's um we'll get to the soundtrack but uh, shit no, I just lost it. oh there's a song on the soundtrack that's uh, in the movie, and they made an actual music video of the uh, for it. And that was the actual official music video for the movie by Republica. Uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous, I think it was. I have to pull it up really quick. That's on Spotify. Wait, where is it? Yeah. Um, but I guess I'll just go to this one really quick. Gus. Oh, oh yeah. Don't fear the reverb. Love this one. Wait, shit. Yeah, and this one specifically reminds me of uh, a couple people I met at a party. Um, it was a year after graduation. I was working at Party City, and I went to a Halloween party with my coworkers and one of my bosses, and she was, like, trying to fuck all the dudes that I worked with and everything. But um, we were at a party, and this this really ghetto dude, I can't remember his name, but he, he and his girlfriend were there, and they both worked at Party City. And, uh, I worked at Party City. Did you? I sure did. When? Uh, 2002, 2003 in Schaumburg. Okay, okay, okay. Last time I worked there was Dude, like I got so much cool shit there. <laughs> That's where I got my yeah. Michael Myers mask. <laughs> yeah, I had an awesome Leatherface one. New Love has it now, but... Um, so anyway, um, just lost my train of fucking thought. Oh yeah, so the ghetto dude, um, his girlfriend was like somewhat normal but then he it was, it was a weird opposite attraction type thing but this was like their song and I remember they were, they were playing it and they were like dancing and shit I'm like what the fuck it, it was really weird we were just like hanging out apart and they were like slow dancing over in the corner anyway um, that always reminds me of this song but this it's an awesome rendition I remember I had this girlfriend mm-hmm. a long time ago and she hated Don't Fear the Reaper like any version of the song so I was like well this is just is not meant to be then because it's a fucking amazing song. Any rendition of it, basically. Yeah, I love the I love the rendition of this. This is so awesome. 
Just a slow Don't Fear the Reaper, which is also in Rob Zombie's Halloween. It's just oh, yeah. one of those songs. Love this song reminds me of fall. Like, no matter what, I can listen to this song, and it just takes me to fall, Halloween time, mm-hmm. whatever you want to... Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, the, the subject of the song, I mean, it's, ba- it's basically wrote for Halloween season. Oh, sorry. Um, so, Drew the Cruise and the Flow. The only thing I know about Drew the Cruise was she was in Twin Peaks. She was the night... Uh, the the lounge club or the club they would go to like she was always like singing and this song is really cool it's like the concept of it it's artificial world which like talks about like the matrix or whatever but the song itself is like this techno-esque dance 90s song and i remember like um on the mortal Kombat soundtrack there were songs similar to this i mean not like like this but like Tracy Lords was trying to do music like this. <laughs> yeah, really. X porn I wonder what. Yeah, I wonder what the background was for. <laughs> <laughs> but she was trying to go into this like music genre, but it never really took off. Like, I don't know why. It's pretty awesome. But, I mean, I guess you can only do a couple songs like this before you're like, you just did that song. Anyway. Um, but I really like this one. You got anything to say about it? No, I don't have anything to say about this one. <laughs> Uh, and Sister Machine Gun I love this band also I have a couple of their CDs they're they're kind of like industrial-esque kind of I don't know hard to explain they're more industrial they're kind of compared to like Gravity Kills and Nine Inch Nails yeah Nine Inch Nails are more melodic or no they're about the same I think they're on the same record label as well so maybe I don't know I'm just talking on my ass right now but yeah, this band's cool. And then Soho, Whisper to a Scream. Pretty cool. Song. I guess I'll skip ahead a little bit. Oh, yeah. The end credits. I don't remember. I was going to say, I don't remember this song. Yeah, it's the end credits song. <laughs> That's another thing. All the cool songs in this movie, this is the end credit? It's actually awesome. It's cool. Okay. <laughs> but, um... And where is it? There it is. Drop Dead Gorgeous by Republica. Which, I got their CD as well. And there's a couple of cool songs on there, but... Yeah, and this is like the, the official music video for the movie, but it's not even on the soundtrack, so. Everybody knows this song. Here we go. Drop dead gorgeous. All right, so ho. Oh wait, where did that one? And then Moby. Hmm. I, n- I never liked this one. Moby. But yeah, it's that atmospheric. I thought this was the end of credits. Yeah, I mean, it's long end credits. 
couple songs. I don't know. That's another cool thing. It's been a while. That I... <laughs> that I, uh, I've always appreciated too and came to learn about cool music is and the end themes of movies like the soundtrack over the credits isn't this where uh, she's talking about like uh, Corny Cox is talking about like what happened I feel like this is the song it all started here the teenage party blah blah, blah. I don't know <laughs> fuck it <laughs> uh, the Connell's bitter pill I never really listen to this song much. So yeah, that one. The Last of the Hard Men um, remake of School's Out by who? Alice Cooper? I don't know, some guy. <laughs> they played the original in the movie though. Yeah. So why the fuck's this on there? I always like that commercial. Like it was like I think it was for like Office Max with Alice Cooper, and the kids like, "Dad, you said school's out forever." He goes, "No, no, no. I said school's out for summer." And he's <laughs> holding like two folders. He goes, "Yellow or red?" <laughs> Dang it! We should have mentioned that on the show last time. <laughs> And then, then the scream theme, which is fucking awesome. I remember when I first started at the theater. Yeah, it's a good one too. Um, it was like a when I first started at the movie theater, um, Scream Two had just come out. But right before we opened, we had like this viewing thing for like families. We were showing like uh, certain movies, and we sh- they were showing Scream, the original. And I remember like going into the theater and like catching this scene. They're like playing this, but anyway. So that's Scream One soundtrack. Yay! All right now, so a folder. Shit, where's it go? Music podcast. There we go. Uh, Retro Three, twenty twenty one, August. Scream Two soundtrack. Oh yeah, this one. Oh my God! Don't get me started on this <laughs> fucking song. <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get started. Have too. you seen the music video for it? No. Oh my fucking God! Trying to be Tupac by Master P. Alright. That's awful. Yeah, so I like this song. Okay. <laughs> no, I do, just because it's like very nostalgic. I'm not I'm not like into like the genre because I just I never liked Master P. I like Mystical more than Master P. But watch yeah, the video, I think it'll change your mind. <laughs> but yeah, Master P was like big in ninety eight, you know, or ninety seven, ninety eight, you know. You were like, scream, or, uh, uh, make him say, uh. Yeah, I never, I never made him say, uh, by, by the way. No, 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 So, but yeah, he, he was, he was given the task of doing the opening song for the soundtrack. 
And um, if I remember right, this is like an end credits because when I was cleaning, I was an usher. Sucked. <laughs> I was an usher at the theater, so like I would be cleaning the theater while this song was playing all the time. And I remember uh, working at show place. We were very uh, diverse. Like we had everyone from every fucking school. And I remember we had a bunch of thugs from Beloit. <laughs> and like they were they loved this song i mean like, this is my song and they were just like sitting there like you know vibing to it and i'm just like can we fucking clean the theater but anyway master p uh oh it's got silk the shocker in it huh <laughs> no limit soldiers the next song cottonmouth kings yeah I like this song too, but I don't like the genre as well. It's like that kind of rap rock bands. They're, they're trying to be 311, but they didn't really work because they were probably all stoned all the time and didn't really. Anyway, but yeah, Cottonmouth Kings were like obviously from their name, they're a very drug related band. And uh, why? Why do you Cottonmouth? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, this sounds kind of stupid, but at the time, I don't know, it still sucks. <laughs> but I think this is the song that plays like right after Jamie Kennedy got killed. Like they were like, like they're sh- the, the back of the uh, truck closed and they were showing like these guys going by on a boombox or something. I can't remember. Oh yeah. But then we got Sugar, Sugar Ray, Ray with their song called Rivers. How can you not go wrong with Sugar Ray? Yeah, uh, well, their first album was fucking amazing. Their second, their most popular with Fly and blah, blah, blah. Pretty good. Yeah, a couple good songs. But I hate Mark McGrath, dude. That guy is such a scumbag. Like, I don't know, I'd have to do another show about him, but um, this song's fucking awesome. And it's very Weezer-esque. Yeah. And I didn't realize that at the time, but like a lot of my friends did. They're like, yeah. We see why you like this song, man. I'm like, why? It's like it's like Weezer. It is a we- it is Weezer. I'm like, no, it's not Sugar Ray. But and I don't. I've never looked this up myself, but I feel like Rivers is on the song. Rivers Cuomo from Weezer, because uh, that sounds just like him in the chorus. And the song's called fucking Rivers. So I don't know. There's something weird with it. Probably nothing weird with it. It's probably exactly what I'm saying. But the song's fucking cool. And it it was it's always been like on playlists that I would make for like girlfriends at the time and shit. You know, because it's a fun song. It's not really about love. I mean, it is, but it's like kind of like one of those songs you can like kind of advertly or divertly be like, hey. I kind of like you, but I'm not trying to say it right now. This is a kind of perfect song. So here's a song for it. <laughs> and then D'Angelo with She's Always In My Hair. Never really liked this song either. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's more like Lenny Kravitz. But it's written by Prince. Yes. So, fun <laughs> fact for your kiddies out there, if you ever really liked a song, chances are it was written by Prince. <laughs> Yeah. He's written so many fucking songs. Yeah. The only one I can think of is Manic Monday. But yeah, uh, Goo Goo Dolls did a cover of one of his songs. Yeah. 
So it's more of a funky. Oh, totally Prince. Yeah. All right. Dave Matthews Band. I fucking hate this band. <laughs> yeah. God, awesome. I can't st- just skip it. I can't <laughs> fucking stand this you band. <laughs> Let's let your son hear a bunch of this bullshit. Yeah, Dave Matthews. <laughs> right <Dude>. there. Let's <laughs> see. Yeah, the only Dave Matthews song I like is from his solo album. No, fucking, no, there's nothing good with Dave Matthews. <laughs> yeah, Gravedigger, that's the only good song he's ever done. What were you sorry? Yeah, I, it's like, this is almost country music. You know, it's like, I don't know. And he was so popular. You remember? There you go, Collective Soul. The Dave Matthews phenomenon. Oh, God. Man, everyone loved him. It's like, uh, yeah, Whatever, what you say. Yeah, my, when my friend Jamie and I would listen to this, like he, we, we would switch out CDs, and he would always play Dave Matthews, and I'm like, God damn, dude, this shit. Su-. And I, I, I mean, back then I was more vocal like that, but man, Dave Matthews sucks. <laughs> All right, Collective Soul, yeah, she said. I think there's a music video for this one. Oh shit, I forgot to play the one. Pause. Don't play. Uh, Screen 2 soundtrack commercial. What's your favorite killer tune? <laughs> Music from the Dimension this. Motion Picture. <laughs> I love Screen this one. <laughs> Featuring new music from Collective Soul, Dave Matthews Band, Heels, <laughs> Foo Fighters, Less Than Jake, Tonic, and more. Screen 2. Soundtrack available on Capital Dimension CDs and cassettes. Careful! In stores now. Yeah. Fucking that one's awesome. Alright. I guess we're gonna get to it soon. But yeah, Collective Soul. Pretty cool song. Sing, motherfucker. It's more of a somber song, I guess. Yeah, anyway. Then uh, John Spencer Blues Explosion. Right place, wrong time. Don't like the song either. Very bluesy song. <laughs> then the Foo Fighters, Dude Lover. Foo Fighters. I don't... I don't. You know, it wasn't until I realized today how long the Foo Fighters have actually been around. <laughs> yeah, like 94-ish, I think. Jesus. Or, yeah, 95 yeah, I never liked this song. I'm not a big fan of the Foo Fighters. Yeah. I mean, I don't listen to it, but I don't go chasing to put it on. I w- Does that make sense? Everlong. I want to say Everlong is probably one of the greatest songs ever written. But as far as like their popularity, like learning to fly and like all these popular songs they have now, it's like, like the Color in the Shape was like an awesome album. Like front the. Anyway. We could talk about we should do some music. Save for the show. Yeah. <laughs> I love Tonic, but I never really like this song either. Ever, this song's cool though. Everclear. Let me turn it up a little bit. Never said I was innocent. I won't burn it out for the things I've done to you. 
this song, I remember uh, specifically dating this girl, and I remember her friends were all in my ass about something. <laughs> and I remember this song, like, just remind me of it. And it's like, yeah, there's a part in here. I'll, I'll play it really quick. They just come up here. That part. <laughs> it was true. I mean, they only only knew one side of everything, so I was like, "Fuck them!" Kiss my ass. ass. <laughs> um, but this is like probably the best song on here. What? Less than Jake, the remake of "I Think I Love You," because it's the scene in the movie where uh, Jerry O'Connell gets up on the um, uh, table in the um, lunchroom and s- is singing to Nev Campbell's character. And I remember I always loved that scene, like. We'll we'll talk about it when we talk about the movies, but I can't wait for that show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they did a remake of the Partridge Family song. I think I love you. song and then the eels your lucky day in hell pretty cool song your lucky day in hell yeah your lucky day in hell <laughs> i think this was also on uh, dead man on campus if i remember right do you remember that movie <sighs> yes with um zach zach morris in it <laughs> tom green i think no, wait. That was Road Trip. Anyway. That movie's awesome. <laughs> I love that movie. What, Road Trip? or Road Trip. <laughs> I love Road Trip. Yeah. Dude, it's such a weird... Like, the whole concept of that movie, like, it could have been... They could have nipped it in the bud with just, like, telling the truth. But they went to... to I know, they went to an extreme to it. And then it all ended up bad in the... Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great movie, though. Tom Green. Hey. Uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, it's the remake. Yep, another one. Of red right hand, red right hand again makes a repray, repray, repraise, repraise. For your kids that don't like the original, gotta put some rap on it. And then Kelly, I don't know who this is, but I don't think I've ever listened to this song. Yeah, it's more of an R&B. You could tell that, that, yeah, the time the movie came out was definitely during R&B time. Yeah. The whole soundtrack. So this song, this is the one I thought David Arquette did. I think this, I thought this was his band, Ear 2000. Because uh, I think this is what one of my co- What is it? Ear 2000. It's all one word. E-A-R, then two, zero, zero, zero. But I might be wrong. Um... But yeah, I, th- I could have swore that's what he mentioned because it got brought up. The soundtrack got brought up once, and he's like, "Oh yeah, dude, I love that David Arquette song." I'm like, "Huh?" So we'll see. What does Google, the Almighty Google, say? What does Google say? 
Skip to beat a path of tragedy awaits you at the end of the day. Why would you do this to me, my black What was the song name? Uh, The Race. was the Scream 2 soundtrack. I'm, there might be more songs, just like uh, how the Republica song wasn't on the original. There might be songs that were not on this one that are in the movie. But offhand, I can't remember, but we'll report back to you. Who? It was Carrie, right, that wanted to, to do the show? Scream? Yes, Carrie so. wants to hear our intake on uh, the Scream franchise. But this is, this is Scream franchise, obviously. Mm-hmm. So this is part one of two. Yeah. So, yeah, stay tuned. Um, the next show we're doing, um, we're doing Firebird AD 2015. I can't remember. 2025, maybe. Um, Pumpkinhead and Firestarter. Oh, I can't wait for Pumpkinhead. Yeah. I've been, wa- I've been watching them all this past couple weeks. but Pumpkinhead is on uh, Amazon Prime if you want to watch it before the show, which is awesome. Listeners. <laughs> Listeners. <laughs> Um, I can't find that fucking song you're talking about. Yeah. Well, I'll look it up in a second. Um, so we'll move on. To, oh, I guess. Yeah, you keep keep looking. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I'll look. I'll look. Right. And I will play some snippets from the Scream 3 soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Um, the one off the bat. All right. So, yeah, now that I look back on it, I actually do like the soundtrack. I did listen to this a lot. I think my memories are fuzzy because I didn't like the movie at all. And I only watched it once, but I barely watched it because I was making out with the chick at the time. <laughs> so the only part I really remember was that um, Jay and Son and Bob were in it. That's all I remember. Yeah. So I don't... And that in part, part four, like the only thing I really remember about that one is there was a bunch of new characters and... Uh, there was like a picket fence and that's all I remember about that one. So, all right. So right off the bat, Creed has a song called what if, Oh, I hate fucking Creed. <laughs> this is the only song that I like from Creed is what if, okay, awesome. I can listen to this song all <laughs> fucking day, yes, but I right. hate the band Creed. If I, but what if is awesome. Yeah. All right. Awesome. <laughs> that's the perfect fucking response Give me like five again yeah there you go creed creed or iffy man i that's another guy uh when i was hanging out with my friend jamie he he had the first creed album we listened to all the time it was brand new but that's before they got like super big and they were like and every, every band tried to be creed after that and blah, blah blah you know the whole spiel but they did have a few songs i mean they they were a good band but you know they were just over over popular you know like mm-hmm. It, they just they burnt out fast. They did. So, but yeah, like I fucking love the song too, and the music videos. The music videos awesome. Yeah, it's you ever hear what if Ryan? Oh, I <laughs> uh, no. Sorry. Put your ears to stun. What if? What if? What if? Just the intro to the song is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just go back to play that. 
I'll play the. I I I got that sound clip to like. Yeah. I'll, but anyways, I thought the song more, is really good. I thought it was gonna be a little more jarring than it was. All right, here we go. Yeah. Play. I guess I can look up the video too. This would be a perfect theme song for the new Marvel show that's on Disney Plus. Yeah, the what if. This song is really good. I'm not gonna lie. I, I don't like Creed, but I like this song. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Double the Creed. Creed's trying to kill me. <laughs> yeah, look at this dude. <laughs> we all got a chick. Awesome singer. Who that guy? <laughs> Mr. Owen, all the attention. Dude. I'm gonna alright. Do you remember uh what's that band's name? Um Really good to hear your voice. Okay. Voice <laughs> Angel. Dude. This is the worst singer in the history of fucking... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hate this fucking guy. The lips of an angel. One of the worst songs in history. But I kind of like it. <laughs> Who are you talking to? wonder what CDs he has. I remember this music video. Who are you singing to in there? Yeah. Who are you talking to? Just like a fucking. <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> Trying to be like a fucking Steven Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just whole con concept of the song. You make it so hard to be faithful. It's like, ah, what the? Oh. <laughs> watching this. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so the Scream Three soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, Slipknot on this soundtrack. Um, the one that I, the one that's like, oh, 
I forgot I got the Static X commercial for it. Here we go. Oh, I guess it doesn't have words to it. Or uh, buy the Scream Three soundtrack. Um, but there, I was also watching uh, uh, Djibouti, and they were watching like commercials for stuff, and they have a little review of the Scream Three soundtrack commercial. Playing already Creed, already. and Godsmack, and Orgy, and Seven Dust, and Static X, and Power Man Five Thousand. Dude. dude, the soundtrack of Scream Three class. Holy shit! Dude. My God! That's wow! Fun. What a lineup! Butt rock. I can't imagine <laughs> so much butt rock, dude. Dude, imagine going to that concert. Oh my god. Where these guys all perform one after another, dude. That is the soundtrack of Louis's high school career. And of course you end on that Power Man 5000. Everybody like when worlds collide if you really want a baby. So yeah. <laughs> um that's our review of it. Uh I kind of I kind of felt that way for a while cuz like I said I had a false memory, but I did like this fucking soundtrack. And um where's it at? Devin, I thought Devin, yeah, they're right there, dope. This song is fucking awesome. Uh, I saw them, I saw them last, or back in 2019, or 2019. I just said the same thing. <laughs> um, in no, or Madison, no, was it? It was in Milwaukee. Uh, me and Austin Ayla went to go see Static X, but dope was there too. So they played all their hits, and you know, I got to see them. And it's funny, they were talking about like, do you remember this from 20 years ago? Like, yeah. Anyway. I'm just going to go to that show with you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Why didn't you go? I don't remember. But I was really disappointed because I wanted to see Static X. Because they were redoing Wisconsin Death Trip, which is my yeah. ultimate favorite album of all time. Really? Yeah. Nice. Anyway. Oh, it's Wait Till Bleed. Okay. This song like brought Slipknot under like mainstream. Mm-hmm. Man, I remember. Uh, I remember when their second album came out. The was the I what's it called Iowa? And I had the goat on it or something, but it was called Iowa. Oh yeah. So I remember the, the metalheads I worked with at Borders. We'd play music. I remember we were closing, and that album just came out. So he p- played it, but it was so fucking, li- dude. I, I was, I was like, I don't know. I, I couldn't complain because he was my boss, but I just couldn't do anything because it was so fucking loud, and I didn't want to hear the fucking music anyways. It was just, it was too heavy metal for me at the, the like that night. You know what I mean? Like it was just. Mm-hmm. So that's my only remembrance of that. I mean, I like, I like the actual uh, CD. There are a couple songs on it, but yeah. Um, yeah, this is the song that had the, the music video for it, and you were like, wow, they got two drummers, and they all wear masks? Who is this Slipknot character? <laughs> but, you know, characters. Um, Finger Eleven. Yeah, so this one took kind of like a hard right turn from the Scream 2 soundtrack, which was kind of a mix of things. Like, Yeah, this definitely doesn't have the R&B on it. Yeah. There might be one song, but I don't think so. But yeah, finger eleven. System of a Down. I love this song. 
This song's on my playlist. Spiders. I don't think I ever listened to this one. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. I didn't, dude. I didn't like um, the big album Toxicity. I I hate. I hate yeah, I, I like the one Toxicity. I like the uh, self-titled album, the first one. Yeah, the Mushroom People song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this song is in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. American Pearl. I've never heard of this band. Shit, I forgot Godsmack was on this album too. Oh yeah. They brought in the powerhouse in this one. You know what's funny is like I'm not seeing Deftones on here. Like if they would have had Deftones on here, I probably might have That would have been like a perfect close the deal. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like all these bands I I mean I like a a song or two or even whole albums by a lot of these bands like Incubus mm-hmm. fucking man Crowd Elevator if it has to I I'm sold that's just how it goes for me yeah I did you ever listen to Start a War I think it was their fourth album maybe their fifth it's like the one with the kind of bluish cover. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you have to say it. There's like some really good songs on that one I love. That's like my sec that's my second favorite after the first one. And then their second one's my third favorite. I like everything after that. I like it first and Machine. two. Machine's my favorite. Nice. Well not my favorite. Wisconsin Detroit's my favorite, but Machine I like just as much. Okay. Sounds a little more mellow than. I don't know. Yeah, some about sta- uh, Wayne Static. Like he um. Uh, he married this porn actress. I think her name was like Tara Tara Ray, something like that. But I remember I used to like watch her videos. But like after I found out like she killed herself, I st- I don't ever watch it but she killed herself after he died after he died yeah so to me i mean it's it's tragic it's totally tragic all the way around but like it's very romantic too it's like she just don't want to Juliet, man yeah that's so. what it is he died unexpectedly and she couldn't be without him yeah that's awesome so uh all right uh tyler's song by cold chamber uh, i've never been a cold chamber fan i like maybe that one song yeah with ozzy that's pretty much it Time Bomb by Godsmack. I saw them with uh, Deftones. I saw them with Metallica. Nice. Well, you beat me. <laughs> Wait, how much did you pay for your concert, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Mine was a little more. <laughs> In high school, I was a huge Godsmack fan. Yeah, I like Godsmack. Well, the first, the first album was awesome. The second one was, it had like the most hits, I guess. Yeah. That's the one that like, 
But yeah. Sunburn by Fuel. Fuel is also another fucking awesome band. They are. Obviously, Hey Man, Nice Shot, but uh, Al- Algamnut or whatever the album is that came out like 2001-ish has uh, Where Do We Go From Here? It's a really good album. I saw them in, um, I think, Rochelle a couple years ago. Uh, probably like 2014-ish. They were awesome. Their, their stage show was awesome for like that little... It was like a fair, basically. It's lights and everything. It's, man. Anyway, full double jacket. I want to be a martyr. No, you don't. This band was huge for Blue Monday. Yeah. When they came out. This is Orgy. Yeah, I love Orgy. Um first album was fucking immaculate. Like it was it was the soundtrack in my nineteen ninety nine. It was it was awesome. And their second album, um Odyssey. Wait. What's it called? I can't remember, but that one was great too. Um like people didn't like because it, it didn't have the same um, driving force as uh, the first one with Blue Monday because Blue Monday just blew them up, and um, uh, the second one was awesome. It had Dreams and Digital and a bunch of other really cool songs. The third, their third CD came out. The songs were a little too corn esque because they were like in that whole elementary um, family, so their songs were just kind of overshadowed with the rap rack, rap, rock rap genre shit and then their fourth album is just like a techno album and it fucking sucks because it's just the singer and yeah, it's fucking dumb and he he does a song called toxic which sounds just like the fucking britney spears toxic song <laughs> so dumb anyway orgy were awesome oh yeah yeah ear 2000s on this one too click click it's the same band from... Yeah. Okay, so it is David Arquette then. Well, I don't know. He said he was written by David Arquette. Oh. Or I think this sounds like him already. I know his dumb voice. <laughs> did you ever... Did you see the You Can't Kill David Arquette or... No, I didn't. Okay. I'll get, I'll get you a copy of it. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> it shows like how many plays. It's the one that's played the least. It's got 20,000 plays. <laughs> Everything else is like. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that is David Arquette because it sound that voice is pretty distinct. Yeah, it is. So, uh, Crawl by Stained. I'm not a big fan of Stained. I wasn't either. Like, they were just. Like, everyone loved the. It's been a while. And. Like, I don't know, it's just too, too like, too depressing. It is. Yeah, so I just kind of get into it. I need something to be like, if it's going to be metal, it's got to be aggressive and not like, I love you. <laughs> Why don't you love me? Uh, and then, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Creed has two songs they on do. here. They do. I remember this one, too. This is an okay one, too. Oh, 
shit, I never noticed a Nasiratu poster in this movie. Yeah. I don't know why I have it. 1979. All right. So that was the Scream 3 soundtrack. All right. I love that one. Yeah. I don't like it as much, but... Oh, shit. Okay, so... Oh, we forgot to call Ken. Let's call him right now. Uh, Hopefully it works. So as we're calling Ken, <laughs> you oh, asked yes. me my opinion on the 1984 American Horror Story. Yes. Which I started and I loved, and then I stopped watching it because it just became boring, I guess. And the story kind of was lackluster. However, it does have a really oh, cool no. soundtrack. <laughs> but... Uh, here we go. Oh, I like the the 1984. It, it unlike Stranger Things, where if I jams down your throat that it's the 80s, it doesn't do that. So it's very um, subtle about how it's showing you it's the 1980s versus every scene has to show you, hey, we're in the 80s, you know. Um, but the story just became. But I think like episode three. You kind of already figured shit out, and you're kind of like, okay, wait, are you serious? There's like nine more episodes of this, so um, I just stopped watching it. But I was really excited for the, like the first three episodes, and after that, I'm like, I'm done with it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've never. It's hard for me to like sit and watch a show anymore because there's so many, and like, who cares? But I, I think I asked you just recently about uh, Todd in the Book of Pure Evil. Have you ever heard of that? No, I don't remember you asking me about it. Oh, yeah. I, s- I sent you a message, but... I think it was one of my But no, messages. I haven't seen it. <laughs> so, I actually, I'll show you a clip really quick. Um, mm, uh, last drive in. Nothing beats a dirt bike and a samurai sword. <laughs> Todd. Wait, where's that? Todd. Have you guys talked about the uh, Candyman that's coming out? Oh, no. No, we have not. I haven't seen... Uh, it's, like a, it's a remake or reboot? Yeah. Yeah, it's a reboot. And the first trailer that came out was kind of... I don't know. It, it wasn't very exciting. But the second one that came out recently... Uh, pretty exciting, actually. Um, I, I, was kinda, I was kind of um, surprised by it, to be honest with you. Let's give it a whirl. One. Uh, Deke. Duke. Uh, dot. Candy. Man. 2021. Candy Man. The urban legend is, if you say his name five times while looking in the mirror, he appears in the reflection and kills you. Who would do that? Candyman. Who would do that? Like sex teacher, sex teenager. That's who would do it. Is this the craft? Well, we're still alive. <laughs> Let's go. It's candy, man. Trina, you broke the door. 
This isn't the trailer I saw. really connected to this neighborhood. Cabrini Green was the projects. I just moved in around the corner. The old candy factory. I'm an artist. You look up a candy man. Oh, that's Strand from, um... It's part of this neighborhood. Fear the Walking Dead. Why are you drawn to this? I'm hoping to spread the Oh, yeah, dude, before we go on... All right. Did I ask you if you're a fan of the Walking Dead? I am. Okay, awesome. All right, I... How have I never asked you that before? I don't know. You yeah. didn't ask. <laughs> I love The Walking Dead. Right, so The Walking Dead is like one of my fucking favorite things ever. Every fucking iteration of it. Except Fear the Walking Dead is kind of stupid. But um, I was going to do a show with Ayla, but we just never got around to it. So mm. um, yeah, I could do a Walking Dead show. Okay. Do you know much about the comics? No. Okay. But I, I can handle that. But yeah, <laughs> like I know the novels and the comic and the show. It's like toys, everything about it. All right, Candyman. Mirror invites you to summon him. Oh, she's in it again? You should say his name. I dare you. Candyman. 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 Yeah, I think that's her. Don't. Don't say that. Candyman. Is that the art hovel? It looks like it, doesn't it? <laughs> oh my I'll god. Back. This is not the trailer I saw. <laughs> you acting kind of crazy and calling me baby. He had a purpose for you to be another one of his terrible stories. I guess he found me. I am the writing on the wall. The sweet smell of blood. It has the same font. Kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, it looks good. I was never a fan of the original, so I can't speak to it. You know, like that's another thing too about stuff like that. Like maybe that's why we're so adamant about what they're doing with Halloween because you know we kind of expect a little more. We it's, it's, it goes back to what I'm saying. Like we have a not a criteria, but like a, kind of a standard, mm-hmm. and it's not. You know, it's our, it, maybe it's just our personal. I mean, we, there's a million other fans just like us out there, but you know, that's something we hold sacred. And when people tread on it, that sucks. But that's not to say that it, it's someone else's property. You know, like they can do whatever the fuck they want with it. You know, and we yeah. don't have to watch it. We can vote with our dollar, I guess. But my only complaint about the original Candyman no was it just it just seemed very uh, slow. This is a very slow movie. If it would have been a little faster, I think it would have been a great movie. But they try too hard to to draw you into the the story versus just showing you. It's uh, too late. Yeah. Slow and atmospheric. Yeah, that's all I really remember of it. I I saw it on TNT one night, and that was. And I know there's like a two, maybe even a three, and but Tony Todd. That's the takeaway from Candyman. It's like legend. Yeah, we get Tony Todd, and he's went on. He's went on to you know being all kinds of cult films that we love. So, um, oh yeah, so I want to show you this really quick. This is one episode of Todd and the Book of Pure Evil. It's not 
it doesn't really represent like the the show as a whole because it's like a musical episode, but it gives you a gives you a taste of like the fun. I don't know how to explain it. Omelet. Maybe this will play it. Yes. I'm surprised you don't have Shutter yet. No, you just like gave me the passcode. <laughs> you didn't. Uh, I think I got rid of it. I couldn't watch it. Like my computer wouldn't let me. Okay, yeah. Except instead of you and me, let's make it the four of us. And I know listeners, you're just like right listening to this That's thing we're watching right date. now, but we'll get date. I'll get to the point in a second. But basically, these are the characters: Todd, his friend, and then the two chicks, and they're they they go all go to the school called Crawley High. This is season two, by the way. And um, he loves that girl, but she hates him, and he's got like some kind of destiny that everyone's like trying to coax him into doing. But he's just like this big dumb ass metal dude who doesn't know how to do anything. Yeah. So like me in high school. Yeah. <laughs> and I like his friend, little fat kid with the arm. But yeah, this is the this is a musical episode, and it's really cool because it's just it's out of left field. Like it just. So she got a tongue cut out. Or tongue cut out. I was going to say, why well, she has a, you know, paper on top of her mouth. <laughs> and he's getting ready to jerk off, thinking about the girl. And then the phantom comes in. <laughs> no time to theorize or postulate. I need your help before you masturbate. Curtis is about to fornicate with a girl. This guy grown is bad. What's he freaking out about? I know. Plus, she's the hottest chick in the show, too. Oh my god. A virgin? Oh yeah, and these are the guys he that is. pick on him all the time. See how they do their little song and dance. No more whacking his snake. But yeah, this episode's awesome. Let's make out. Oh yeah, this song is the best. Never thought I'd feel this way about a girl that wasn't Jenny. Big old boners pointing up to my navel. My navel. <laughs> Guess it means I'm horny. I'm horny like the devil. How the fuck did you come across this? <laughs> um, oh, it's a, uh, because you'll see in a second. Actually, right now. Oh, no, not yet. In a couple seconds, you will. 
Something doesn't seem on the level Am I feeling Horny like the devil Wish I could fight it Wish I could hide it Being horny makes me horny Who's for Todd? For Todd? <laughs> this is why I know that. I think it is. <laughs> yes, nah, Jason Mewes. <laughs> Young love, I remember so well. She was hot and she made my nutsack swell. <laughs> I'm a tits and ass kind of fellow. 24-7 I'm horny like the devil Yeah I can't fight it Don't wanna hide it Being horny makes me horny Here's a story What? About a dude who's horny All the time God, Lee. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just a taste of it. So okay. <laughs> um, that tickled my taint. Yeah, it's awesome. Like it, every episode's like there's like cussing, vulgarity. It's just it's all and it's got like satanic themes too, which is really cool. And and it's just a really fun show. And I found out it because um, listening to Kevin Smith's podcast because Jason Mewes was filming it at the time, and I was like, oh, I'll check it out. So yeah, it's amazing. And then they only did two seasons, and it didn't get wrapped up. And then they did like an animated movie to continue it, but I never watched it because I didn't want to. All right, so what do you got here? What are these things? All right, so I got a gift that oh. was horror trivia. All right, a bunch of cards for horror trivia, a game. I have no idea how the game works, but I thought it'd be fun to ask some of the questions. Maybe so, maybe Ryan can like read them to us. And we could, like... All right. Yeah, because I definitely don't know <laughs> the answer. You don't know shit, boy! <laughs> <laughs> All right. You didn't cheat, did you, with this card? No, I didn't, okay. read it. I didn't read them. So, first question is, this 1982 film features an escaped mental patient with a drill who decides to crash a high school student's slumber party. Oh. <laughs> slumber party mask. Yeah, that's in the, <laughs> the title. <laughs> Yeah. All right. What's and the one? On, what's the other one on there? The thing arrives at Outpost Thirty One in Antarctica, disguised as what animal? A dog. It's a yeah, a dog. Yeah, a husky. <laughs> yeah, specifically. Um, what nineteen eighty two film directed by Wes Craven centers around a scientist who is transformed into a swamp thing? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. God, I'm getting out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check uh, out the next one. What is the movie poster tagline for the 1985, 1985 movie House? What? Oh, uh, is it Ding Dong, You're Dead? Yep. Yes. <laughs> He's kicking your butt. He knows. He knows the shit. I just know a bunch of older shit. Some old. 
Jack Nicholson stars as a werewolf. Wolf. Nineteen ninety four. Yeah, Wolf. Yeah. Uh, what nineteen eighty one sequel is the feature film directorial debut of James Cameron? Oh, uh, Dark Star. No. I don't even know he did one. James Cameron. James Cameron. Uh, you said 1982? 81. 81. Is it, a, is it something to do with space? Mm. No? No. Okay. Oh, uh, wait. Um, I don't know it. No, it's not. Forbidden Plant. No. That's Corman. It's a fish. Oh, uh, uh, the pr- piranha. 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 Piranha 2. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> Piranha was uh, Joe Dante, the first, yeah, the spawning. <laughs> Are there cool. two questions on each card? Yeah. Two questions, two answers. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. You got to, um, I got the tattoo ink. So, you know. I got the machine. All right. Let's make this happen. <laughs> All right. Which Peter Jackson film stars Michael J. Fox as a ghost hunter? Thirteen Ghosts. The Frighteners. Oh, for, oh yeah, <laughs> Frighteners. With Michael oh, J. Wait, Fox. Yeah. Two questions. Wes Craven directed what 1991 film about two adults and a juvenile who break into a brother and sister's house and find something disturbing? Wait, read that one again? Wes Craven directed what 1991 film about two adults and a juvenile who break into a brother and sister's house and find something disturbing? People on the Stairs? Yep. Yeah. I've only seen that movie once. But I was trying to think of what he directed like around that time. Ooh, I know this guy. Uh, What 1999 film that co-stars Samuel L. Jackson was about killer sharks in an underwater facility? Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a motherfucking shark. <laughs> I've had it with these motherfucking sharks. <laughs> uh, this 1990 movie featuring Julia Roberts and Kiefer Sutherland is about the consequences of traveling on the other side. Dead Ringers. No. No. All right. Fuck. Spice World. <laughs> <laughs> Don't send checks in. <laughs> um, Kiefer Sutherland, Julia Roberts. Uh. Oh, Ke- uh, um, Kiefer Sutherland. Okay, no, I'm thinking of um, uh, Kevin Bacon. I'm thinking of Invisible. I Is it what li- lies beneath? Uh, no, Flatliners. Flatliners. Oh, okay. Yeah, I never seen that. I was gonna say Dead Ringers too, but I think that's Nicole Kidman. What Give state more. does the Choma Entertainment film? New Jersey. Probably not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just assumed because it was trauma in New Jersey. And, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, what actor stars in the horror comedy Shaun of the Dead, directed by Edgar Wright? Oh, fuck, man. I don't know his name. Simon Pegg. Right? Yes. Simon, yeah. I always forget the other guy's name. Nick something. Not Nick Bodette, but... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what actress played the heroine uh, Helen Lyle? In the 1992 film Candyman. Oh, shit. Oh. What was her name? The actress's name? Yeah, what was the actress's name who played... Fuck, we just watched yeah. it. We <laughs> saw Candyman. <laughs> I have no idea. I, she's, I know her face, but I don't know the actress's name. So. Uh, Virginia Madison. Or Mad- Madison. Madison. Yeah, Madison. Yeah. 
1971 film features a group of killer rats that are led by a man seeking revenge on those who have wronged him? Oh, that's Despite all my rage. They've made a remake of it with, um, what's his face? Uh, Crispin yeah. Glover. Uh, Chris, Crispin Glover. Do you know the name of it? Rats. No, Willard. Yeah. Oh, Willard, that's right. Willard. <laughs> rats was the Peanuts movie. Ray. Yeah. <laughs> no, it no, wasn't. What 1970s pop music icon starred as Nicky in David Cronenberg's Videodrome? Oh, um, Deborah Harry. Yep. What movie's tagline was... Wait, hold on one second. Are you a fan of Videodrome? Never seen it. Okay. It's fucking weird. Like, I have friends who are just like, obsessed with that movie, but it's just so fucking gross and weird. I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, what movie's tagline was just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water? <laughs> <laughs> Alligator 2. No. You got this one, right? Jaws. 2. 2. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jaws 2. <laughs> um, Kate Bosworth and Thomas Jane starred in the, this 2016 supernatural film in which their son's nightmares became reality. Oh, shit. Uh, I don't know. I didn't watch this movie, but I know of it. I don't know the name, though. <laughs> Do you remember? No. No. Uh, Before I Wake. Oh, yeah, I don't even know the name of it. What? I love Thomas Jane. Anyway. Thomas Jane. You what? I love Thomas Jane. Oh, so do I. <laughs> oh, have you ever seen Thursday? No. Dude! Okay. I gotta, all right, I gotta do that. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's in, yeah, he's in a lot of good movies. Uh, what items is the killer famous for wearing in the 1976 film Alice, Sweet Alice? A raincoat and a mask? Yep, yellow raincoat and a translucent mask. Oh, yes. All right. What are the only two actors who have faced off against an alien, a Terminator, and a Predator? Oh, that have been in all three of those genre or those movies? Yes. Wait, what was the question? Uh... Who are the only two actors who have faced off against an alien, a Terminator, and a Predator? Michael Bean? Nope. No? All right. Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger was in all of them. But, yeah, Predator. Well, he was the Terminator. I know, that's what I'm saying. He was a Terminator. Yeah, so Schwarzenegger and... I don't know. No, he's not one of them. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, Lance Henriksen and oh. Bill Paxton. Oh! Bill Paxton! <laughs> it's a bug hunt, man! Game <laughs> over, man! Yeah, fucking Lance Henriksen's fucking... He, he's been, he was in this movie called Color of Night, where he plays this uh, ex-cop. And he, he's part of the support group of these people that are like, traumatized. So they're, there's five people. And um, he's always like talking about... Anyway... I remember seeing him at Flashback, and I wanted to ask him about the movie, because everyone's like, hey, man, what about Alien? What about Terminator? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, talk about Color of Night, motherfuckers. Anyway, you want to do a couple more? Then we can open this badass. Yeah, we'll do a couple more. All right. These are ones ones I know fans will get. Should we wait till they answer? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Next show. (laughs) Ken's not getting back to me. Maybe we'll just try to call him anyways. Just... Wait, not not that one. Well, why not? No, fuck it. Let's try this. You go ahead and start. 
Oh, um, it's probably gonna go again. what hangs above t- Tina's bed in A Nightmare on Elm Street? I know this one. Oh, shit. I know it. I don't. It's a crucifix. Yep. Hello? Ken? <laughs> Hello? Wait. Hello? Hello? Oh. Hello? Okay, it's not there. Or is he? What the hell's going on? Yeah, it's not ringing, so. Talk, damn it. I hear rustling. That was her dad. Oh. <laughs> Alright, fuck it. That was poor. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we'll wait, see if he calls back. Alright. Um, oh, in the 2006 film Silent Hill, what sound signals the transformation of the town into a nightmarish dimension? A siren? Yeah, a siren. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to remember. I didn't like the first one. Like, it was just too... Yeah. They changed, like, the story too much, and... The second one was awesome, though. All right. Uh, in what movie do the survivors use... Pickles? Petri dishes? Petri dishes? With blood samples? The yeah, the thing. Uh, this 1990 movie about an infestation of murderous spiders features John Goodman. Arachnophobia. <laughs> yeah. I always think of that movie when I'm uh, at work, when I'm digging into the lettuce box. I'm always expecting to find this giant spider. Oh, eating your cornflakes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I think he's... We'll give him a call. I gotta make sure I pull up his uh, sound clip here. Connected microphone and speaker line. Hello? 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 Hey! There you are. Say Can a you couple, hear me? Say a couple things really quick. Um, <laughs> yep. my name is Ken, and I live in an imaginary world with ninjas. Bullshit. Yeah, prove it. Ninjas. All right. My dreams. Alright, <laughs> so we're recording right now. Let me introduce you. Um, and the Lunatic Fringe is back. Ken Gage. Oh, okay. We know you're out there, Lunatic Fringe. <laughs> so what's up? I am the Lunatic Fringe. How is your Sunday going? Oh, not too much. I was just... It's going good. I was listening to some music to try to pick for um, help. I'm helping uh, Sherry Corleone do uh, her show. I'm going to guest host on her show. It's Monsters Meeting Time. Oh, they weren't... They... It's all wrong, you know, like a garage rock, but... The songs didn't happen to be from the Scream 1 or 2 soundtracks, were they? Hello? From what soundtracks? The Scream 1 or 2. Hello? <laughs> Can you hear oh, us, no, Ken? No, they're not, they're, I don't think so, no. Oh, well, fuck it then. Huh? Fuck it then! <laughs> so, um... Uh... Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> this sucks. What happened? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, you found it? Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. We're getting ready to open up the Night of Living Dead box set. Yeah. So I got. You ready to watch this with us, Ken? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I picked up a Night of Living Dead. What is this? A 50th anniversary collector's edition. The ultimate fan box set. Uh, it has a limited edition graphic novel, two disc Blu ray box set with loads of special features, eight collector's edition lobby cards. 
one exclusive 13 by 18 poster. That's cool. And a 4 by 8 commemorative ticket. I don't know what the fuck that is, but we're going to find out. So we're going to open this bad boy up. I bought this thing at FYE. Cool. It retails at $129.99. Like I was, uh, when Nick mentioned this, yeah, Nick sent me a message showing me the image. I was like, holy shit, that's that thing. And I remember seeing the FYE, and I remember just looking at it, and I was like, I didn't even pick it up because it was, like, way too expensive for me to even, like, look at. Because I was like, I don't want to get my hopes up. <laughs> so, but here it is right in front of me, taunting me. <laughs> <laughs> You're afraid you might break it. <laughs> no, I was just like, it was just too immaculate. I was like, whoa. Oh, this must be the commemorative ticket. It's just a piece of paper. It's like an ad. <laughs> it's like an ad for George Romero's Night of the Living Dead. Cool. All right. Graphic novel. First thing you pop up. Holy shit, this thing's big. Holy cow. Look oh, at this thing. That's okay. All right. So the graphic novel that came with it, I was afraid it was going to be some stupid interpretation. Look at that. This is the graphic novel that came on the 80s. Yeah, it's like, it's surreal. Um, this oh was like my the, gosh. Like, kind of like, um, what's the, I can't remember the, uh, not, I can't remember what Batman graphic novel that came out in the 80s, but it was like a very surreal, like, painted style. Yeah, this is, this is that one. Um, uh-huh. It's very infamous. I don't know, Ken, if you know about it, like, when they did the graphic novel of Night Living Dead. It's what he's got in his hand right now. I don't, re- I don't remember it. Not. This is awesome. Big. Holy cow. Look yeah. at that. There you go. Gas truck blows up. Graphic Boom. That was... Yeah, it's, oh it's, my gosh, it's really so good. Cool. It's it's because it's got this... Oh, shit. It's got this really <clears throat> distinct um, art style. It's, um, it's like watercolor or something. All right. They won't stay dead. Starring Judith Odea. Uh... Dwayne Jones, Marilyn Eastman, Carol Hardman, Judith Riley, and Keith Wayne. This is a picture, uh, everyone, of them interviewing the government about what's going on mm-hmm. with the zombies. Senator, Senator, was it, can it be said that it came from the Venus probe? Now, yeah. now we're not going to talk about that at this moment. Uh, it's kind of. What year did the, the comic book come out? Um. I want to say 85, there. probably later, probably 92. I don't okay. know, but it should say somewhere on there. That's really cool. Uh, 92. Okay. Looks yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember, I don't remember being that know. thick though. Like this, this book that we have in our hand right now is like super thick. And these uh, lobby cards that he's shown me, the coolest thing. Oh, cool. It's the one I got. Um, nice. I was, a, I was like expecting this might be like some kind of more. There it is. Yeah. When I was asking, where's the nudity in this movie? Why is she naked in the front of the cover? <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Sit that lady's butt, and you get a little side boob later, too. But So, yeah, these lobby cards are cool because they, they show the image, but then they got, like, this gold um, leaf uh, printing on it. That's that is cool. But And they're, like, on cardstock. Yeah, almost. I don't they're, like that, though. I know. I wish they were, like, flimsy. glossy or something. Or L- uh, a little heavier, heavier stock. That's one of my favorite images, though. I'm sorry, Ken. You can't even see this shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, um, you're um. Oh, that's cool. No, I didn't know about comic. You're oh, a, a cool one. Your um mother-in-law isn't feeding your dogs rice pudding tonight, is she? <laughs> 
No. All right, good. We, you took our advice and put her outside, right? It was not the rice pudding that would be bad. It was the raisins. Oh. That would be bad. Oh. Odd pictures. Rice pudding with raisins. Odd pictures they chose. And then the piece of Le Resistance is the... Criterion Collection. Yeah. I have the that Blu-ray special edition of The Night of the Living Dead. There's a poster inside. It, the poster kind of rem- resembles... I think it's got this image. Well... But it's like a bunch of zombies. Yeah, you can open it. Do you want me to bring mine over? Oh, you're going to open it anyway. I'm going to open it, dude. (laughs) I brought this bad boy to open. I didn't spend all this money just to sit (laughs) there and look at it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Did you want to see that Hard Rock Zombies? Or did you already look at it? What? I opened it, right? Did you want to see that Hard Rock Zombies uh, album? I already opened it. Oh, because I wanted to make sure it was all right before I gave it to you. That way it wasn't broken or... (laughs) It's split down the middle. It's awesome, though. Yeah. It slides out there, right there, and the poster is kind of in it, so don't let it fall out. I love the artwork on this. Uh oh, I'm not a fan of the artwork actually. Like, no, no, it's like, I mean, it's cool, but I, I'd rather see something else. Same with the Criterion uh, Carnival Souls. Like the cover just isn't cool. It's just yeah, like the one cool. in your room. Yeah, it's a pretty cool collection. Like the the presentation is awesome too. It's like this huge box. You know, it, it's a box set. You know. Yeah. They were very popular back in like the mid '90s, like for music. Did you ever have any music box sets, Ken? In the '90s. Or whenever. Whenever they were popular. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, I got various types. I got like. I remember when Cleopatra Records was putting out some of these like weird goth rock sets and stuff. Mm. The compilation albums in the '90s. Uh, yeah, yeah, various artists' compilation albums. Yep. Yeah. A large, you know, three or four volume. A large part of what Romero huh? captured in this snapshot of era, the bafflement that accompanies violent disorder. It was a time when secret histories, conspiracy theories, and occult. Revelations flourished. The years when doubts about the Warren Report solidified into national myths, the grassy, the grassy knoll, uh, the magic bullet, faith with an unknowable plan of Vietnam War became a foundation of Nixon's uh, presidency. The Apollo moon landing was uh, reputed to be faked, and the Beatles were widely believed to have concealed Paul McCartney's death. <laughs> <laughs> Night to the living dead. Oh, yeah, so this ticket that came with it, this is when they had it in the theater in 2018. I went to go see this with uh, John Thomas. Did you? Yeah, it was fucking... Yeah, we, uh, he brought his son, too, and his son was, like, eight at the time. And, like, it was one of... Like, he was like, it's one of my favorite movies. I'm like, cool, dude. Yeah, it was awesome seeing it in the theater. Like, because they were, like... Re- I think they showed this version, the remastered Blu-ray. Yeah, that's what I don't like about it. It just kind of hangs in there, but... Well, I'm going to frame it. I'm going to put it up, even though I have another poster of it. Nice. That's cool. What the hell? Are you playing music, boy? Ken? No one's calling me. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Do you want us to... Uh, it'll, it'll end in a second. We can say goodbye. <laughs> it'll end. There we go. Okay. <laughs> They'll stop calling. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I'm sure it was just a bill collector. <laughs> Probably. No. It, Lunatic it, it, Fringe! <laughs> All right, so that's about it. Um, 
I don't can't remember if there's anything else we just do you have anything to plug, Ken, before we let you go? <laughs> um I guess just that I'm gonna be on It's Monsters Meeting Time with Sherry Corleone. When's that gonna happen? It's like Like yesterday? Uh probably within a week. Okay, cool. Yeah, just everyone <laughs> everyone pay attention like to week. <laughs> everyone yeah, pay attention. <laughs> everyone pay attention to Ken Gage's social medias, Facebook, whatever the fuck you got. Tell him what you got, Ken. <laughs> Tell him what you got. I got social media and stuff. Facebooks. I got the Facebooks going. Mm-hmm. Me and Mark Zuckerberg, we got this whole social media circus going. Mm-hmm. But don't violate community standards, else you'll get Facebook spanked. Mm-hmm. Tell us all about it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so yeah, I'll brain blister. Um, Curse of the Screaming Werewolf. The records I got. Uh, I'm putting out an album called Merlin's Donuts by Ken Gage. <laughs> <laughs> Just surreal music. More weird music. Just surreal. Mm-hmm. The title makes no sense. I don't, I don't even know where the title came from. One day you ran just, out of titles. That's what. That's what happened. You're gonna have to get some kind of like title generator machine. I just thought, wow, right? Yeah, some random. That that that's a good idea. <laughs> so, uh, brain blister, Bandcamp, brain blister records. Yeah, Merlin Donuts, and uh, oh, I'm I put on another album called Oblique Two by Ken Gage. <laughs> All right, excellent. Okay, cool. I'm excited. It's <laughs> going to be magical. It's called Oblique One by <laughs> Tyshawn Sorrell. Oh, okay. So you just co-opted someone else's work? <laughs> I'm kidding. Just the name. I totally co-opted. Oh, no, I did. <laughs> I thought, you know what would be funny? If I did a sequel to this guy's album and I made it look like it was almost an official sanctioned thing. <laughs> like this is so close to I mean like it's done in his same font it, it, it's similar style like like this is the closest I could get to being sued right here <laughs> <laughs> Ken have you learned nothing from Bram Stoker Someone or from uh, from uh, uh, what's his name Murnau I reached, I reached out to this guy and, and his, and his, manage, his business manager to try to bring them on board with this project What'd they say? But you know I'm all gorilla. Resounding no. Oh. Like you know, fuck them. If they're not if they're not gonna respond to me, you know what? I'll just go ahead, and move forward, and they they can send me a cease and desist letter from the lawyers. Gotcha. Yeah, I should start doing that shit too. I'm sure I'm sure I could write a good Spider-Man story yeah, and publish them. it myself. I'll just Why call him Spider Dude. Yeah, put out your own Spider-Man comic book. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> Um, no, just your own independent Spider-Man. Yeah, I know. I know they people have done that shit before. Uh, so Ken, Spider-Man, the supernatural story. Yeah, he flies. Um, what am I saying? Uh, so yeah, next show we're doing. He joins a cult. Um, so the next show we're doing, we're doing Firebird, um, Firestarter, and Pumpkinhead. Firebird twenty. Yep. 
Okay. So I will be prepared. When are we doing it? Um, I don't know. Let's try Next a couple. <laughs> maybe. Um, maybe let's try for a couple weeks from now, or a couple weeks from Saturday. I don't know. In a couple weeks, we'll just say. All right. Let's leave it vague. Yeah. <laughs> just make sure you watch them. Time to watch. Um. Oh yeah. And thanks for sending me that. Um, right, cool. What are you? What are you guys doing tonight? We were talking about the Scream One and Two soundtracks. Then we got sidetracked. So that's what you're doing. Yeah, because uh, we went. We're gonna do a Scream show, but in the meantime, both uh, uh, Nick and I were like fans of the the soundtrack. So we figured we'd like listen to a few of the songs and kind of critique them and talk about just random shit about them. So cool. And uh, what cool, else? Cool, cool. I'm trying to think of what else we're gonna say. Uh, da, da, da. I can't remember. All right, so I guess we'll like, play you off. <laughs> and we'll talk to you soon, Ken. All right. Bye, Ken. <laughs> what are you going to use music to play me? This one. <laughs> Bye. Get out of here. <laughs> Excellent call. All right, yeah, he sent me. Oh, he sent me this. Uh, yeah. As soon as you go yeah. up the stairs, when you go out of the kitchen, a left and another left. Okay. Thank you. Yep. It should be open. Did you leave the door open? Yeah. Okay. Ding ding ding. All right. Close this down. Oh shit! I guess we can end the show. <laughs> yeah, we could. <laughs> I'm sitting here. Hey, Ken ends it. Telling you where to find the bathroom. All right. So, um, yeah. So the next show we're gonna do. I I just told Ken probably in a couple weeks mm-hmm. we'll figure it out so um, we're doing obviously listeners you've heard us say it like a thousand times tonight Firebird 80 2025 or something like that or 2015 camera the tagline or the extra title but uh, Firestarter starring Drew Barrymore and George C. Scott mm-hmm. oh. and, and the final <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot of he's, just, he's just an explosive actor he's awesome the only thing I don't like about the movie is he's kind of a pedophile, but other than that, he's a cool character. So, but how many times can you say that in life? Never. Anyway, so, and then who else? Uh, Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead, starring Lance Hendrickson. Mm-hmm. So, I'm very excited about that show. And then I guess we got to figure out a topic. Maybe we'll do a video game review too. Maybe we'll maybe we'll review that fucking game that he mentioned that one time, the Atlantis game. Oh, Atlantis. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of interested in that. <laughs> the, the beeps and the boops. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the commercial was hilarious. <laughs> I was at Atlantis. All right, so uh, that's the end of the show. Do you have any plugs, uh, Nick? I don't. So yeah, we opened up this 50th anniversary box set. It's fucking awesome. I was kind of I was kind of thinking it might have been a different version than the Criterion, but it's the exact same version. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, trivia is awesome. I have to do it again sometime. Yeah. I, I do. I have a monster. Do you know much about the Monster Squad? Yeah. Okay. So I have a trivia book from that that Austin Ayla got me for Christmas one year. I was actually going to um, reach out to, um, show what's his name? Sean. <laughs> I forgot his name. Uh, Brandon in the 80s. Sean. Oh, my God. Anyway, he's he's on the Monster Squad documentary, uh, Got Nards. It's a really cool documentary. Hmm. Um, it just came out like last year, I think. Uh, but man, what's his name? Sean. Oh my God. I can't remember. I haven't talked to him in a while, but he was on the show 
I want to say back in 2012. And he used to do this uh, pod, uh, uh, um, website called Branded in the 80s, which was awesome. It, all kinds of cool nostalgic things. But the cool thing about Sean is he's like a huge Monster Squad fan, like obsessed. He's got like every version of the tapes, um, just every piece of propaganda you can get from the movie. And I've even like said it's pretty unhealthy of his obsession, but um, he's on the documentaries. He's, 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 he even made like his own fan cards. I mean, he didn't make them, but like he, anyway, like, like the old eighties cards of like, like star Wars and turtles and all that, where it'd show a piece of the movie. And then on the back, it said something about the scene or whatever, but he made his own monster squad set. And it was, that's awesome. I don't know if he ever produced them or not, but they were cool looking. And he was a cool guy too. So um, I'm not sure if he's, I wish I could tell you his name. I can't fucking remember. I guess I could, but yeah, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. So yeah, that's the end of the show. I am Raven J. Oh, shit. And Nick. Take care. Maybe Roger's right. Maybe we should leave. And Ryan? Come on, let's head Thanks out. for watching. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I am here! It's a party! Yeah! Eat a bowl of fuck! Eat, eat, eat a bowl, bowl, bowl of fuck! Fuck, fuck! Yeah! Eat a bowl of fuck! Yeah! Fuck! Eat a bowl of eat! Yeah! Fuck! Eat a bowl of eat! Yeah! I am here! To party! Yeah!